That's Kendra Morris from her new album, I Am What I'm Waiting For. We found Kendra at home in New York, riding the storms out after playing an album release show in Brooklyn. So first of all, how did that show go? Awesome, it was sold out. It was just so much fun. Like so many familiar faces, like friends that I've played in projects with, people that I've made records with. It it felt great. Yep. So was it a big band thing or how? what was the configuration? Yeah. It's my whole line. Well, I'm leaving for Europe on Wednesday. So it's my lineup that's going to Europe with me. It's um this guy, uh, Monty Miramonti, who plays, um, he's on bass and keys, but right. mainly we do a bass. And then I have a guitarist who also sings and a drummer that also sings. And then I play guitar. Yeah. Okay. So, Sounds like. Sounds piece. like fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about this new record you got. Uh, and you're working with a new producer. So tell me how yeah. that all came about. Um, His name's Torbett Schwartz. Also, he goes by the name of Little Shalimar. Um, yeah. I've known him through the New York music scene. It's a small scene here. So the longer you stick around, the more everybody you know. Yep. But he's like worked on a number of like the Run the Jewels records. Yep. And some other, uh, he's done some other records, but I've just known him. And it just kind of, he was old friends with my manager as well. And it was just one of those kismet things. Like I always kind of wanted to work with him. And his name came up through my manager too. And it just seemed like we did kind of like a trial. Like we met up and we like talked about music. And it just felt good. It felt like the right fit being we shared so much in common musically of what we listen to and what, what inspires us. And then yeah. just kind of from there. So from there, did you talk about how you wanted this record to sound with him? Did he talk about you? Yeah. Yep. I have this like pl playlist that I kind of been like collecting. Like I put all the things that inspire me. It's kind of like my my as if I had a record collection but instead it's in a playlist yep. so I kind of talked about like I am a fan of imperfection and I really like music that's not so smooth sounding I like hearing like yep. little mistakes and things and I don't think I haven't had like I always have wanted to like incorporate that more into my music because that's that's me I'm not I'm not smoothed out. Even like my house, it's like full of bulldogs and it's kind of messy. And I just wanted that to shine through on my records, like more of how eclectic I am with things. Like I'm a collector. And even if you look right, I'm in my house right now, that's my dice collection right oh, there. Is that what and that I'm is? <laughs> and like, I just, I'm borderline hoarder. Borderline <laughs> creative hoarder. Right. But I want had to come through in my music the just because I because I also as a very visual person I feel like my the things that inspire me visually have found their way into my music and I wanted to get that across so that was a big thing we talked about and right. how to go there with it because I could hear different things happening. They're fairly subtle, the production flourishes or whatever, but they're significant, I think, in, in how this record differs from what you've done in the past. Totally. Yeah. It starts out with a tune that's kind of piano and voice. Uh, why is the why is that uh, kicking things off? When I go to space, where you catch me on the ground in a 
the crowd When I go to space with the people here Swinging from a chandelier Watch me ride the loop to loop twice In a boat you only float cars are fast But still you hope to take you where the stars look so nice When I go to space When I go to space You know, that one... I brought that one to him. I kind of wrote that on my little keyboard at home. It was a demo that I was kicking around. And it was just such a unique song, even just like what it's about. And just, it's just kind of a weird little like song. You know, it's kind of like a daydream. It's, it's just like my thoughts. And when, like, I always thought it was a cool song. And I was like, I didn't know how it would be come out as a produced song and I loved what he did with it so much I feel like he took the content of the song and he was able to create this sonic atmosphere to go with it you know he brought in the little the moog uh -huh. and just different you know just the little he didn't he didn't like turn it into this whole like piece where the song lost its simplicity so when we were like listening through and sequencing the record him and I both were like in love with just how it's like just such a quirky little song and it's not it's not a huge song I we both liked the idea of like starting the record kind of like it takes you on a journey it's the opening of the journey of the record because the the record goes through so many different peaks and valleys in the production and the styles and the sounds and I, we felt like it was a perfect opener right no okay to yeah. bring you into the world of the record. And, and you and Torbett kind of co-wrote pretty much the whole record together. So how, how did that work for you? Was that different for you than it? it... Um, no, I mean, we, it, in some ways it was like how Jeremy and I have worked because Jeremy's co-written a lot of the songs that we've done, like tons of the songs we've done. Yep. I love co-writing with producers sometimes. this So this one, in some ways, some of the songs we wrote 50-50 in that same way he would maybe start a sonic idea and then I would like build on that and then create the melodies and the vocal arrangements and the lyrics but then there was also with this record songs that I like space I brought space was already written and I brought that to the table or wow. like the birthday song is a song that I had written and was like this is a real you know and then there's a song like All Your Jokes is one that Torbett brought to the table that he had written with our with our friend Jaleel from TV on radio. Right. So it was kind of like we just were working on this world, creating this universe. And it was would be like, I think this is this is a really cool set. Like, let's let's take the world here, you know, and even like we both love Exotica and like. He just, I love Les, sorry, that's my dogs. Um, Jerry, one dog can't, he's looking for his place on the couch. Come here, Jerry. This is Jerry. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he's the baby of the butt. He's so, he gets so jealous. I'm so, sure. um, he kicked off the other day. Yeah, he, um, he loves Martin Denny and I love Les Baxter. Right. So he was like, I have this song and I always thought it would be a great Exotica song. And so he pulled out all your jokes and I was like, yeah. And so then I kind of went in on the arrangements vocally and uh -huh. we just, kept, you know, we just kept building this, this, this universe together.
lot of the times it was, you know, us, you know, creating the song from scratch together, you know, but then also there was just songs that just needed to, you know, needed to be there one way or another. Right, right. So are you doing different things with your voice, do you think? Like I noticed on Birthday Song, you almost begins with this like Laurie anderson kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Torbett had actually like started. He 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 came up with all those like he found he created those with the song. I mean, the original demo of that song. It's just a really 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 simple birthday tune. Um, and he kind of built on that and created those voices. And I thought that was really cool that he had done that. But yeah, I did sing in different ways. Um. I mean, your voice is, an, is another, it, it's just an, when you're, as a singer, like your voice is another instrument and an extension of you. And there's so many different like tones that you can use is I've been singing my whole life. So I feel like I've really like learned the different ways that I like to use my voice in order to, mm-hmm. um, to express where I want to go with a song, like even um, like in the door, like that song is way more like feels more like a garage rock uh-huh. soul song. And like in that, my voice is definitely like more of my like lower registers and like throaty and scratchy. And then there's like a, suddenly you go to like all your jokes, and then that's in a very like soft and smooth tone. Yeah. And I've always um worked all of the muscles of my voice, so it was nice to have like a record where I I got to go all over the place vocally. Okay. And do you listen to other vocalists? Do you listen to see what kind of the, is happening on the radio and what's happening in the charts and all that stuff? No, I actually don't listen to a lot of pop radio. Like, of now, I'm not. I find that, like, it just, like, I just don't, I don't really, I like to just, I like to just develop my own sound. I've noticed that, there's a lot of vocalists that just copy each other now. Right. Like there's like, like there, I was even like watching like a thing. It was like, like, like Billie Eilish. She's an amazing singer, but now there's a train of all these other female vocalists that like have to pronunciate the words the same way. And they do the same thing. And I'm like, but that's not the, like, that's not the point of like music isn't to just, keep copying like yep. it's okay to take little things and but i just suddenly then you have just a train of all the same flavor yeah little different things so i don't listen to too much um top like top 100 radio if i do it's because i i'm like i hear like a really cool song and i'm like oh this is a great song like i want to like right. a you know know more about how this person like about this artist but I listen to a lot of like I'm just I love older music Uh always that's the stuff that gravitates you know toward me gotcha gotcha 
So you, we talked about the opening track. The, the last track is one called uh, One Last Joyride. Why is that sitting at the bottom there? You got nothing upon you. If you shake it off, take a drag. One more reason to come through. Get yourself ready. Go get your bag. we when we finished the record we weren't finished yet we thought we were finished and we were like this record is missing missing something it's missing some songs it it was just missing something so that's when we wrote dominoes uh-huh. and last joyride those were the last two written for the record and um they both went on the record because we were like oh this record needed they needed both these songs and one last joyride really felt like an album closer because it it like it kind of for that one it it for me like lyrically and sonically it felt like those nights of going to like an amusement park like one last night out like I don't want the night to end and it's kind of like that felt like the end of the record too because it's not the end like right I want to keep making more I want you to feel like oh I can listen to it again it doesn't it felt like a really positive closer right you know kind of I like how it I for me, I feel like that one really like also took like the influences of like Prince and just that one's just so um kind of just has a little new wave feel to it and was mm-hmm. just it made me feel like like I really like it because it makes me feel like I'm on a ride like I'm like I'm on the gravitron or something. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, and so we just were like, that's a great closer. It's just a, a happy way to end a record, you know. Right. Right. And, and you seem to be kind of on a roll. So are you thinking about the next record already? Yeah. Yeah. Already. I was just, I had breakfast with my manager this morning because he was in town for the show. And we, that was the top of our conversation. Uh-huh. So what kind of, I'm curious and you don't have to tell me, but what kind of, I am sure that the conversations with your manager about what your next record is going to be is very different than say with your producer. So what does your manager kind of advise you? He's great. He's we've been working together for a while and he knows how headstrong I am. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't ever try to go, you need to do this or you should do that. He really listens to me. And I I I have something tugging at me of what I want to do. And I think he knows that it's important that I do this. And so he's like encouraging me. Right. And I he also like we've worked together for a few years now and there's just, there's different kinds of artists. There's, you know, artists that sometimes need a little guidance right. of, in certain directions and artists that need guidance and, you know, um, but artistically, I, I feel like I've worked my whole life to know what I want and to trust my gut. Like I can hear my gut loudest day. And that's a tricky thing for anyone to, to hear is like, what, what is your gut telling you and Mm -hmm. should I listen to it? And like the more that you can hear your gut though, and the more that you start to recognize the the language of it, whatever it is, if it's a gurgle or then it's almost like you get better at following through and knowing your tastes. And like, I do feel like I know exactly what I, what I, 
want in a song or a record or with making making moves like even with working with this new producer and my complete my band is completely different and I had mm. the same lineup in my band for like 10 years right I love the people that I play with but I knew that I needed to completely do something different and push myself to do stuff that was scary for me right in a very comfortable place but being comfortable isn't necessarily like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so um so even with this next record I have a little tugging of what I want to do and I'm just listening more to my inner voice of where it's guiding. I think by the time I'm done with this tour of Europe I'm going to know exactly like right what Gotcha. Yeah. Now I got <laughs> Do your dogs recognize your voice when you play their your own music? Yeah, they do. They they all like kind of hang around. They they know even when I come through the door. Right. There's like three of them and they're just waiting there like, hey. <laughs> all right. Very good. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap this up then. Hopefully you'll get yourself down to this part of the world at some point. But I'm, you know, the, won't hold my breath. <laughs> nope. That was my manager and I talked about that today too. Oh, so, good. You know, all right, we'll see what happens. But uh, thank, yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Hope the weather clears up. Uh, hang in there uh -huh. as far as that goes. I know it's pretty rough over there. Yeah, it was good seeing you again. Thanks for you too. Time. All right, thank you for making the record. We'll see you. <laughs> bye bye.